Have you ever felt like Cindy Lou Who and asked yourself, like, where are you, Christmas? Like, where's the, the joy? Where's the excitement? Where's the hope? Where did all that stuff go? Or like Elvis, right? Elvis had a song, too, about having a blue Christmas. Well, today we're going to be talking about how to overcome the Christmas blues. You know, a lot of times when Christmas comes around, I don't know uh, how you have responded to Christmas. Sometimes, you know, it can feel a little weird. So, some people are like, hey, I, I don't really have a lot of family and friends to be around, or I don't, um, I don't have as much as the next person. And sometimes Christmas can be like an awkward season. Um, or you could have grown up in church, you know, and heard the Christmas story over and over and over and over and over again. But for some reason, it just doesn't spark the same kind of excitement and the same kind of joy that it used to. And uh, so today we're actually going to be talking about how do I overcome that, that funk, right? Have you ever felt that Christmas funk? If you have, put a hands up in the comments. Um, but today we're going to actually be talking about how Jesus provided a way for you to overcome that, that blues, to overcome that depression. Honestly, that's what we're celebrating this entire Christmas season. But, but sometimes we can get so kind of familiar with it that, that we can lose that a little bit. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm actually excited. The Word gives us an answer for that. The Word gives us an answer for the Christmas blues. And I'm excited to jump into it. Amen. Amen. Go for it. Let's jump into it then. So I, uh, if you'll put this in the comments, we're going to be turning to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Um, and you've heard this probably a bunch of times. If you've ever watched... A Charlie Brown Christmas. You've heard Linus speak this with great affluence and great enunciation, and he threw aside his blanket, and it was so powerful, right? But um, we're—I don't know why I got into that. I keep talking about Christmas music. But <laughs> uh, Luke chapter two. I'm going to start in uh, verse eight, or I'll, I'll go to verse seven. It says this: and she gave birth to her firstborn son. And she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now in the same reason, re, reason in the same region, there were some shepherds say, staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them for, for they were terribly frightened. Uh, but the angel said to them, don't be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there's been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared in a, uh, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Uh, real quick, I want you to put this in the comments. We have good news that produces great joy, and it's for all the people. Th those are three things I want us to kind of focus on really quick. Is we have good news that produces great joy mm -hmm. that is for all people. And then you can put this in the comments, and I'm a part of the all people, right? Yeah. We have good news that produces great joy that's for all the people. And when I... When, when I've re read this, you know, we've read this over and over and over and yeah. over again and over and over and over again. You know, to, to the point where when we hear the Christmas story, we can be like, oh, I've heard that before, right? I've heard this already. You know, I know what happens. Yeah, the angel comes. They, the shepherds by night, you know, the three wise men came in and, 
and you know they had the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and we can get to a place where we we know the story, right? Jesus was born in a manger because there was no room in the inn. We've heard the story a hundred times, but but I, like I, I want to challenge you to listen to this like you're listening to it for the first time. Yeah, you know because uh, the thing about this whole story that kind of surprises me the most is the angels' response to what just happened, right? Like. The angels are excited, <laughs> you know. They're they're stinking excited. Like they're like they when as soon as Jesus is born, they're like, we gotta tell somebody. We gotta do something about this, right? Jesus is born, and okay, who's the nearest? There, there's some shepherds over here. Let's go and tell them this good news, right? And this is one of the first times after Jesus is born that we see the gospel preached, right? The angels just appear to these shepherds. And they're like, hey, oh, they're terrified right now because, you know, <laughs> you know, because anytime an angel shows up in the Bible, like everyone's like terrified because it's in the middle of the night. They're out in the middle of a field and all of a sudden a bright light shines around them. Like they probably think they're getting abducted or something, you know, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but this angel shows up and says, hey, don't be afraid. I'm actually I'm bringing you good news of great joy. That'll be for all people like this is great news. And then all of a sudden. You know, and then they say, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, right? And then, boom, all of heaven opens up, and there's this whole angelic host, and they're just praising God. Like, glory to God in the highest, right? They're singing this, this praise song because they're so excited. Now, do the angels know something? You know? Yeah. They know something. They recognize that something just happened, you know, that, that the fullness of time has come, where humanity had been, like, struggling in their sin and in their mess and in their in their mistakes but now a savior was just born mm-hmm. right so they're excited these shepherds have no idea what's going on so they go and and to see yeah. what's going on and then they start you know spreading the good news but the angels are so excited that they can't keep their praise to themselves they can't keep it to themselves there's an excitement on them right and and they say what 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 am i bringing to you right now good news yeah right the fact that jesus came is good news put that in the comments the fact that Jesus came to this earth is good news. Why is it good news? Because it's proof that first and foremost, we're not alone, right? That Jesus actually came to us. It, it, it's proof that God's not withholding anything from us. It's proof that uh, when Jesus came to the earth, he provided salvation for, for our sin, you know, a way out of our sin. He provided a way out of poverty. He provided a way out of our shame. He provided a way out of out of our distress, out of our hopelessness, a way out of our depression, a way out of anxiety. All of this was provided when Jesus came onto this earth, right? When, that's good news, right? Yeah. That's great news. But here's the thing. You know, I can say that and we can be listening and be like, amen, that's good. And it's not, what, what's it? And it's not producing joy or excitement or hope in us, mm-hmm. you know? What, why, why would we hear that? And it not produce that kind of hope. Wait, yeah. I have a way out of my, my shame, a way out of my guilt, a way out of my pain. Like there's, there's hope for me right now. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the reality is this, you know, if, it, if it's not producing in us great joy, then, then we haven't fully received it at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Or we've just kind of gotten familiar with it. I've, we've heard it so many times that it's kind of lost its luster, you know? We've heard it so many times that it's, it's just... Yeah, we, we know it, we agree with it, um, but it's kind of just lost that, that, that joy and that excitement. And so really, I, what I want to ask you guys today, or I want to challenge you to do, is I want you to kind of search your heart a little bit. You know, like, ha, have I gotten familiar with the gospel that it's no longer producing in me hope and joy, right? Because 
Like, I'm telling you this right now. Like, the Holy Spirit's been convicting me over this, right? Like, whenever, whenever I hear a story, you know, well, like, like for example, you know, when, when we watch Avenger, Avengers, you know, uh, Endgame for the first time, right? And, and Captain America wields, you know, Thor's hammer. And everyone's, like, you saw the videos, like, everyone's all excited. Like, this is amazing. Like, wow, this is so awesome, you know? And, uh, but, you know, we, we hear a testimony of someone who got healed of cancer. We're like, oh, praise God. Amen. That's awesome. You know, why don't we get as excited? You know, right. it has it. Well, the question is, has it just become another story to us? You know, like, oh, yeah, we but but I mentally agree that this one is true. And that one's just, you know, a movie, you know, mm-hmm. but but is it sparking in us hope and joy like it should? Right. right. Good news. I bring you good news. And what does that good news? What should that good news produce inside of us? Great joy. Yeah. You know, but how does it produce great joy in us? It's only when we receive it, right? Yeah. Because the Bible says, with joy, you draw from the wells of salvation, right? Picture, picture the wells of salvation. Joy is that bucket but that, that we used. And what does it mean to draw? Basically, to receive that salvation. If I'm receiving that salvation, it's going to produce in me joy, you know? And so, and so if, you've like, if, if you've been like I had been, where, you know, it's like, hey, Christmas time's coming around, but I just haven't had that joy as much. I haven't had that hope that I used to have when I was younger. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm hearing this story and it's just not producing that, that hope that it used to in me. You know, like, uh, what, what do I do? How do I overcome that? You know, how do I, how do I get out of that? You know, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about today. But, but first, I, I want to ask you, like, to, to take a moment and, and, and search your heart and be like, have, have have I been as excited about the gospel as I used to be? Have I been as excited about the fact that Jesus, that God, Jesus took off, you know, his heavenly robes to enter into humanity so that he can rise up, live a sinless life and completely break these bondages? Have I been as excited about that? Or has it just been, a, been another thing that I've just agreed with, but it hasn't sparked that joy inside of me, you know? Yeah, well... The thing with the Christmas story, like in Luke 2, is that we're jumping into the story Mm. in the middle of the story. Like there's a whole prequel to what leads up to that moment in the Old Testament. You know, you look through the gospel in the Old Testament, and it's all about God's people seeking after, where am I looking? Right here. Yeah. (laughs) It's all about (laughs) God's people, you know they were seeking after God and then they missed it and they, and sin entered the world and God rescued them and they'd follow him and then they'd miss it and take a few steps backward away from him and he'd rescue them again and they'd, they were trying, but in their own humanity, in their own flesh, they couldn't fulfill getting to God. Like he gave them the law, but they couldn't fulfill the law. So here's the law from God. They're, they're trying to be good people and they missed it because sin and corruption was inside of them. And it's this like hundreds of years of them trying to get to God and God doing everything in his power to make that happen. And yet it just, they were without the fullness of God at that point in time. They were without his fullness. Mm -hmm. And then God, God spoke through his priests. He spoke through his prophets. Mm -hmm. He spoke through the men of God at that point in time in the earth. And there came a point where God, his voice wasn't in the earth anymore. 
for 400 years, mm -hmm. like 400 years, his people were without the voice of God in mm. their lives. They were without the presence of God in their lives in that way. Yeah. They had heard it said through the prophets that there's one coming who would save them. They had heard it said that someone's coming who's going to defeat Satan. Mm. Someone's coming who's going to yeah. crush his head with the heel of his foot. Someone's coming. I'm raising up a deliverer. Mm. Yeah. I'm raising up a redeemer. Yeah. I'm raising up someone that's going to save you. He told them time and time again, you have reason to hope. Yeah. And then 400 years of silence, silent, nothing. And then what do you think happened in his people in that way? It takes one generation to forget the goodness of God. It takes one generation to doubt. It takes one generation to step away 400 years of not hearing the voice of God. What do you think like tried to come on them at that point? Yeah. God spoke to us before when things were better than now. And he's not even speaking to us anymore. Is his word true? Is his promise still real? Like, are we sure a savior is coming? Like they didn't have the same hope at that point in time. Yeah. And then bam, in a moment, Jesus is born and what's born for those people is not a baby it's hope itself there he is the deliverer there he is the redeemer there he is the savior and not just the savior of israel the savior of the world yeah. why did jesus come he tells us in john 10 10 the thief comes to steal kill and destroy yeah. I came that you can have life mm -hmm. and life in abundance. The first words out of the angel's mouths are, don't be afraid. Yeah. Fear not. Yeah. Man with whom we haven't had a voice in yeah. the nation, in yeah. the world in years, you don't have to be afraid because I'm sending you hope. Yeah. So for them, this Christmas season, this moment, it's huge because yeah. hope is born yeah. into a world that yeah. had been without hope. Yeah. Where hope was gone, hope now fills. Yeah. It fills the world. Mm -hmm. So for us today, what does Jesus' birth mean to us? It means we have a hope now. Yeah. See, what Jesus did is he not only broke silence of God's voice, his life and sacrifice, the birth of Jesus, gave us today a hope that we could come back into fellowship with the Father. Yeah. That's the whole reason he sent him, because God's people were without fellowship, and God wanted to bring those two together, mm -hmm. that we may know yeah. God. Jesus is our hope and sure foundation yeah. that in the presence of God, there's no fear. Yeah. In the presence of God, there's only joy. There's yeah. only hope. In the presence of God, we have mm -hmm. full access to the throne room. Yeah. We have hope. And that's what this time is. Like I was meditating on it this morning coming in. What a season of thanksgiving this should be. Yeah. You know, when yeah. we couldn't even talk to the Lord directly, yeah. we now have him living on the inside of us yeah. because a savior was born. Yeah. How much thanksgiving should just be exuding out of us right yeah. now? Yeah. We're celebrating that hope was yeah. born. Yeah. And you want now, now? Now you don't really have to wonder why the angels were so yeah. <laughs> excited that all of heaven burst open. They're like, "Yeah, praise God, glory to God in the highest." 
and on earth peace and goodwill towards men with whom yeah. he's pleased. Like they got so excited because that, like, it's like the Truman Show. They've been watching like humanity for so long, you know, and not not like at a distance, but they've been involved in it. They were participating in it, and they were they have a desire because yeah. the Bible says in Hebrews chapter one that they're ministers of salvation, right? Yeah. They want to administer God's salvation to people. That's what they want to do. Is they want to they they just want God's will done on this earth. So like. Over time, they're like they're seeing things play out. They're seeing mankind mess up and reap yeah. the consequences of their sin. They're like, "No, God has so much better for yeah. you," you know. And so, as soon as Jesus enters in, they're like, "This is the time! Yeah. Like, this is the time that hope entered the world. This is the time where humanity now is going to be able to have that fellowship with God, just like we saw yeah. at the garden." You know, they were so excited. We gotta tell people. We gotta spread this. We we have a like th- there's such a great opportunity now for us to administer the salvation yeah. to people, you know, that God, that God loves him and he wants that fellowship with them. Like they were so excited at this point. Yeah. And, 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 and we can agree that the angels kind of understood what was happening in that moment. So if they are so excited, we, it, we should, uh, you know, kind of like, it's like, you know, that positive peer pressure, like they're so excited. Okay. Something's happening. I should get excited as well. Like, if you're at, at like a baseball game, you know, and you're and you're kind of like zoned out a little bit or you're on your phone and everyone just starts jumping up and cheering. You're like, oh, something good's happening right, right now. Let's look like is it, like, did they just hit a home run? What's happening? You know, you want to kind of figure out what's happening. You're not going to just be there and be like, uh, unless you choose to kind of just right. stay there. But like if if there's people getting excited, that's what happened to the shepherds, right? All these angels are singing and pra- praising and talking about, yeah. you know, a, a savior is, has just been born. Like, oh, wh- what is this? Let's go see it, you know? So they go yeah. and see Jesus. And now they're rejoicing and they're telling everybody else because that's just kind of what happens when when you receive that good news, right? Yeah. And, and that's what Jesus came to do. You know, he was sharing the good news, you know, the Bible says he was sharing the good news of repentance. You know, I, I was just reading that the other day in, in, uh, in Mark, you know, where, where Jesus went around and he was actually preaching uh, the gospel and telling people to repent, right? Which, you know, a lot of times we, when we hear the word repent, we, don't, we haven't always attributed that with good news. We've mm-hmm. usually attributed that with like, you're going to hell. Yeah. Like, that's not good news. Good news is that you actually have a way out of that, you know? And so... And so, you know, when Jesus was preaching this good news, when he was bringing this, this out, he was saying, hey, there's a restoration going yeah. on. You just, like, there's a hope and a salvation. All you have to do is believe on me, and you're saved. And, you know, that's repentance. And now, now be- put your faith in me, and everything's going to go up from here. That's yeah. good news. He preached good news to the poor. What's good news to the poor? You don't have to be poor anymore. All you have to do is come to me and I'll, and I'll make your life go higher, right? That's what he has for us. That's what he wants for us. It's good news. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's great news. And so, and so when we receive that as what it is, good news, our lives are going to go up. That's, what, that's the purpose of the good news. When I'm in fellowship with God, you know, when, if my sin has, has uh, my past sin, if that's broken my fellowship with God, and life just kind of tumbled downhill and gotten worse and worse and worse. The good news is that I have an ability to be made right with God, get into that fellowship with Him, and now He's going to take my life higher. He, he is going to let my life go up, because if He didn't even spare Jesus, how will He not also with yeah. Him freely give us all, all that we need? Everything yeah. else, you know. Uh, he's not withholding any good thing. And what, what's the evidence that God's not withholding a single good yeah. thing from me? The fact that Jesus was born in a manger, you know, and came to this earth and died for me, right? Yeah. 
that's the evidence that God's not withholding any good thing from me, is Jesus came to this earth. So when we, when we talk about the Christmas story, what we're talking about is the evidence yeah. that God's not withholding a thing from us. If he didn't spare his own son, this is Romans 8, I believe 32, if he did not spare his own son but freely gave him up for us all, how will he not also with the with him freely give us all things. Yeah. So the good news of the gospel is that when Jesus came into this world, there, there's nothing that God's withholding from me at this point. No yeah. good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Well, how can I walk uprightly? Jesus. <laughs> you know, that's the good news. It's good news. The gospel is good news. And so, but when I receive it, what does it produce in me? Yeah. Joy. You know, and what is hope? You know, you were talking about hope. It, Hope is joy, confidence, and expectation. I put on joy, confidently expecting that my salvation is here. Yeah. Well, and think about it. You know, I've been spending a lot of time in the Old Testament because mm. I'm teaching that course right now. Yeah. But you look at the Old Testament, and the majority of times when God's people failed, it's because they turned from praising and thanksgiving, mm. and they turned into grumbling and complaining. What is that? It's a shift of yeah. focus. It's a shift of what you're looking at. Philippians yeah. 4 tells us to think on things worthy of praise. Yeah. So you think of the Israelites when God delivered them from Egypt. You know, they're praising God. They're thankful mm -hmm. that God has given them a hope that they no longer have to be oppressed in Egypt any longer. Yeah. They're thankful. They're praising. Mm -hmm. And then just a short period of time later, it's complaining and grumbling about the manna. I wish we didn't have to eat manna yeah. anymore. I wish we could eat other stuff. Life was so good when I was back in Egypt. Yeah, when you were back in Egypt getting beaten and whipped, life yeah. was so much better because you could have a whoopie pie back then. Like, no, that's ridiculous. But because their eyes moved off of Christ, moved off of the Lord and the hope that was in the yeah. Lord, it allowed for their eventual, you know, yeah disobedience and lack of faith and lack of hope. Yeah. See, what we're focused on this season will determine the type of season that we have. Yeah. But here's the thing. Christmas isn't a season. Yeah. Like, yes, there's a period of time when the entire world comes together to celebrate and rejoice. But this should be something that we carry with us all of the time. The fact that God, who did not have to send his son chose to send his son to instill within us hope. Like hear that, God didn't have to. Yeah. God did not at all have to send Jesus. There was nothing in his, like in the word that says, okay, now because man sinned, God had to send Jesus because he contractually obligated himself. No, God chose to send his son yeah. because his delight is in his creation. Mm -hmm. God delights in the prosperity of his people. Yeah. He delights in that fellowship. You know, you were talking about the angels rejoicing. Serena put something to this effect in the comments. You know, why were the angels rejoicing? Because they knew the heart of the Lord. Yeah. You know, when we gave Pastor the car that we gave him back a, a few months ago that the Lord led us to and the Lord provided for, yeah. there was like a buzz in the church. There was just yeah. a spirit of excitement. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we knew the heart of our pastor yeah. would be blessed with what was given. Yeah. Here are the angels for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years yeah. hearing 
God, knowing his heart, watching our Lord. Do you think God didn't have some reaction to the fact that he couldn't fellowship with his people the way that he desired to? He loves us. He loves us. Hear that. God loves you. It grieved his heart that his people weren't able to be in that sort of fellowship with him. That's why from the moment Adam and Eve sinned, from the moment Adam sinned, he already had the plan of redemption in place because he wanted Mm -hmm. that fellowship. So here's the moment. The reason Jesus couldn't come before then is because the moment wasn't right. God does things at the perfect time every time. So the angels are waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting. They're seeing the earth. They're seeing what's happening to man. They're seeing God. They're watching him desire to be with his people again. Mm -hmm. They're watching him yearning to have them come be with him Mm -hmm. in heaven. God wants his people. Hear that. God loves you. God desires you to the level that he would have given everything he had for you. He gave the best. And all of a sudden, God the Father looks down on earth, sees Mary, and is like, she, she can be the one. She's ready. She can be the one that births my son. She is the one. So nine months go by. And all of a sudden, in a manger, the Son of God is born. The angels are waiting. They're excited. They're ready to go. The moment Jesus hits the scene, the angels run. Why? Because there was a buzz in heaven that day. There was a buzz of, it's happening. Do you know what's happening? It's happening. Do you know what's happening? Hope is here. Yeah. And then they came. Mm-hmm. Think about the big picture, not just the story. Mm-hmm. This is your ancestry. And this is your hope today. Yeah. God still has that same clamoring for you right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's getting close to me. Oh, she, she's going to get it. Oh, he, he's going to come to know me. Gee, there's nothing holding her back anymore. The only thing that's left is for him to have his eyes open and that's why heaven rejoices, because they know the heart of their Lord. Yeah, and, 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 re- and recognize this too. You know, like, like you were saying, it's, it's so important to keep our eyes, you know, on, on what's noble and what's praiseworthy. You yeah. know, we're talking about how to overcome the Christmas blues, you know. And we're talking about, you know, hope is born. We're talking about Christ coming to this earth. And who was Jesus? He was the living manifestation yeah. of the will of God on this yes. earth, the Bible says in Hebrews. He, Jesus was the will of God happening on this earth. And so as Jesus is is operating on this earth, you're seeing the will of God manifest. He's healing all that come to him in faith. He's providing for people abundantly, right? And not just just enough, you know, but like an overflow of abundance. You see that in the feeding of the five and the 4,000. You're seeing that in, in, you know, the fish uh, and, you know, cashing it on the other side. So, you know, you're seeing all these things. You're seeing Jesus delivering people from from possession and from uh from demonic you know influences right yeah there you're seeing jesus being the living manifestation of the will of god on this earth and so as jesus is being the living manifestation of, the, of god on this earth you're seeing everything that we're provide that was provided for uh in his life right yeah. that's who he is so like for you read the old testament a lot of times people can read the old testament and be like oh god's just an angry 
you know, bitter God for somehow they see that, you know, I, I don't like, but, yeah. but look at Christ, look at Jesus. See, this is why the angel was so excited as well, because they're like, a lot of people have misinterpreted yes. who God is. So let's have God come in the flesh yes. and actually show humanity who he really is That's in his character great. and nature. And you see a healer, you see a provider, you see a blesser, you see someone who has compassion on the people, someone who's merciful and loving and full of hope and yes. joy, right? That's who you see in Christ. And so, and so that's what was born as well. Yeah. You know, Jehovah Jireh was just born and, and, you know, and, and put on this earth. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, Jehovah Siknu, our righteousness, yeah. right? Uh, you know, he was God on this earth. He was the full manifestation of God on this earth. So if there was any confusion about who God was, you know, before this time, There's no confusion now. What did Jesus do? How did Jesus operate? We see it in his life. And, you know, so we see all these things provided for us. Like the the things that matter, you know, like all the things that matter were provided for us, you know, in Christ, in in that child being born in a manger. All those things were provided for us in that salvation. Uh, And, you know, in Christmas season comes around are, what are we meditating on in those moments? Well, I didn't get the gifts I wanted. <laughs> you know? Except you did. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the thing. You did. Yeah. In Jesus, you have everything yeah. you will ever need. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, yeah. and all these things will be added to you. Mm-hmm. So the thought of I didn't get yeah. is so counter to Christ because mm-hmm. in him is every good and perfect gift. Yeah. So, so you know, like... You know, when when it talks when we're talking about overcoming the Christmas blues, what are you meditating on? Like, where are your where's your focus on? Because the Bible says well, the angels were singing glory to God in the highest yeah. and on earth, and they weren't singing glory to God. In the no, peace among men whom he's pleased. There probably like, that's weren't minor keys being no. like sung at that point. No, they were rejoicing because they were saying uh, good news of great joy. Right? Yeah. But they were saying, and on earth, peace among men. Not on earth, anxiety. You know, because a lot of times this, this season could be like very stressful. Am I going to have enough money to get, to get my, my kids what they want? Am I going to be able to give all these gifts to people? Am I going to be able to, oh no, Black Friday's here. Oh no, the deal's like running out. Oh no, like, like are we going to get our like Christmas stuff like ready in time? You know, like, no, on earth, peace. Yeah. Right? But, but where does that peace come from? He keeps them in perfect peace whose eyes are steadfast on him, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when our focus is on, the, you know, the things that matter, God in fellowship with him, and not all the, when our focus is on him, all those other things will work themselves out. You know, like, uh, right? It, recognize this. In this one passage, there's two things that are, that are dealt with in the coming of Jesus, depression and anxiety, right? Right? Because he brings fullness of joy. That, 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 that deals with depression, right? Because even Jesus said, you know, uh, talking about himself and this was prophesied in the Old Testament in Isaiah 53 or Isaiah 61 when Jesus said, uh, you know, uh, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, yada, yada, yada. But um, all those things are good, you know, to bind up the broken yeah, yeah. to proclaim freedom for the captives. But he also said to bestow upon them a crown of beauty for ashes the oil of joy instead of a garment of, or instead of uh, heaviness, like a spirit of heaviness is, mm-hmm. is what, 
what it says. And that spirit of heaviness is depression. Because a lot of times we think depression is just being sad. But really, that, I mean, that, that can be a part of it. That can be an effect of it. But really, it's a heaviness, right? Because if, if you've ever dealt with that spirit of depression, it's, there's a weight. It's like a spiritual weight. It's like you're carrying around this yeah. weight. And it just causes you to get exhausted and tired. Like a backpack of rocks. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, you picture yourself walking around with a backpack of rocks. What's going to happen? You're, you're not going to have the energy you need yeah. to do what you need to do. You're, gonna, you're not going to have the energy to do the work you have to do. You're not going to have the energy to, to do the schoolwork or, the, or the, the actual physical work that you need to do. Or yeah. you don't have like the spiritual uh, or the, the mental capacity to be, or the mental strength to be able to even process through, through certain things, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what, that's what depression will do. But, but the anointing will break that. And where did, when did that anoint? See, what did Jesus say when he opened Isaiah 61? Mm-hmm. The, the, the verse where that says he'll give you a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. He says, yeah. the spirit of the sovereign Lord has anointed me to, to, to break off that depression and to give you praise. Yeah. And when Jesus opened that, he said, and today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I, I want you to hear this. Today... That depression can be broken off Amen. by the anointing that Jesus came to provide, right? He says, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, the oil of joy for mourning, right? Uh, you know, and, and the angels came in and said, and on earth, peace among men, yeah. right? Peace and goodwill towards men. So if there's ever a question of, is God's will for me good? Uh, yes. And, you know, if there's ever a question of, does God want me depressed? Uh, no. Uh, you know, that's, that's proven in Jesus, right? Yeah. Uh, does God want, want me to have this anxiety? Because pe- I used to say, God wants me depressed because I asked him to take it and he didn't take it. You know, but I wasn't actually asking him in faith and I wasn't putting on an expectation that Jesus already provided it because people told me, well, you know, whatever happens is God's will. No, it's not. You know, but... And in this passage, we see a provision to overcome depression. We see a provision to overcome anxiety. Where is that provision found? In Him. In the fact that Jesus came on this earth. The gospel is this, that there is is peace on earth that's available to men who will receive it. That there is a joy that's available to you if you will receive that joy. But you have to receive it because just because of the, the gospel, there's good news that can produce great joy, just because there's good news of the gospel doesn't mean that we'll receive that joy and we'll receive that peace. We have to reach out and say, no, I take a hold of that. If there's joy available to, uh, joy available to me through Christ, I'm going to receive that by faith. Yeah. And it's going to produce joy. And so let me smile and say, God, you, even if there, there's my flesh has, has in my soul has gotten me to a place where I haven't been able to really see that, yeah. let me... rise up and put on that joy and say, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that I have this. Thank you, Lord, that you've provided this for me. And I'm just going to begin to, with my mouth and with my action, begin to thank him. And what am I doing? I'm committing my works so that my thoughts might be established, and then it'll begin to produce in me, right? I'm putting faith to something that that, that my flesh might just want to sulk and be sad. But no, let me attach my faith to this and that'll begin to completely change that Christmas blues or that, that seasonal affective disorder, right? That seasonal depression. It'll completely start to, to rewire. It's rewiring my brain to start thinking and meditating on Him who provides me peace. Because if I'm always pro- meditating on, oh, Christmas time's around and I always get depressed around this time. 
If I'm meditating on that, that's what, it's, what I'm going to get. But if I'm meditating on, no, God provided joy for me, so I'm going to take a hold of that joy. The, see, because that's really, the, that's where the battlefield takes place, is what am I meditating on and what am I focusing on, according to Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to focus on those things, and it's going to produce in me joy. It's going to produce in me peace as I keep my eyes on Him. Well, John 1, yeah. 1 through 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is talking all about Jesus. He was yeah. in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Verse 4, In Him was life, and the life was in the light of men. Yeah. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Other translations, when you read it, it says the darkness or the darkness didn't have an answer for it. The yeah. light was unanswerable for the darkness. It had yeah. no comprehension of it. You know, it's like when you are bantering back and forth with someone and someone says something, like every response you have, that's you being able to comprehend and having the answer for it. It's having rebuttal. But light came, and the darkness had no defense against it. Yeah. It was immediately defeated because light was there. Yeah. When did the angels come to the shepherds? By night. In the middle of the nighttime, all of a sudden, the light came, and what used to be dark was immediately illuminated. You know, as Buddy is talking about depression falling off, Yes, it's like a bag, a bag filled with rocks. But depression's a heaviness. It's a darkness. You're see, it's like you're seeing the world through dark sunglasses. The world's happening around you, but it's just dark and it's heavy. Yeah. And things may be good, but you're, it's like you're not even seeing them correctly. Yeah. It can, your depression, <laughs> heaviness, sorrow has no answer when the light is brought to it. Jesus came, and immediately when Jesus is injected into a situation, darkness has to yield to Jesus. Hear that? Darkness has to yield to Jesus. We just read Jesus is the Word, the Word made flesh. So you put this Word to work in your life, and immediately darkness has to bow to it because it has yeah. no power against the word of God. There is no power that is greater than Jesus. You watch Satan try and come up against Jesus time and time and time again. And every single time he did, he lost. The next time greater than the last time. Jesus on the cross, Satan thought he had him. He died. He went to hell. And then three days later, he was raised back to life with the keys that Satan once held in his hands. The keys to death, hell, and the grave. Jesus completely obliterated the power of depression. He destroyed the works of heaviness. That's what that verse says that buddy was talking about. He gives us a garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness praise why because there's hope yeah. you have hope yeah. we're in a world that tries to erode it and just grade it away like a cheese grater time after time after time and i said this a couple days ago and i'll say it again where hope 
exists in the people of God, there's a fight inside of the people. Instead of yielding to that depression, if hope exists inside of us, we're not yielding because we recognize there's a greater thing on the inside of me than there is that can come against me. I am filled with the power of God most high. It's recognizing that the word is going to work. It's recognizing that a sacrifice was made on your behalf and his name is Jesus. And there's no power that can stop him. Yeah. Hear that. There's no power that can stop Jesus. Yeah. And so if we yield to, well, this pity, uh, this things have just been crummy. I wish things would get better. I really hate this time of year. This time of year is just, ugh, everyone's so happy all the time. They should be. They should be. <laughs> yeah. So should you. Yeah. If we're yielding to that, then we're saying Jesus' sacrifice wasn't enough for me. I'm not satisfied with Jesus. If I'm sitting back and letting everyone else have fun and merriment around me, Mm -hmm. and I'm not participating, I'm literally saying I'm waiting for something better than Jesus, God. There's something better you must have on the way for me, because that's not not my cup of tea. That's not doing it for me today. No, Jesus should always provide hope within us. I'm not so selfish or self-absorbed that I'm going to allow that pity to to cling on me and think that something greater than Jesus is what's going to rile me up. No, Jesus is what gets my hope raised. Jesus is my living hope. In him, I have life. In him, my my depression, not mine that I'm claiming, but what tried to attack me, it was Jesus that broke that off. He didn't take it from me. He broke it. It was obliterated. It was crushed like an eggshell being stomped under the foot of a 5,000-pound man. It's not bouncing back from that. It was obliterated. And what's been trying to attack you depression sorrow fear gloom or just funk jesus can obliterate that for you today right now for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior who is what christ what is christ the anointed anointed one yeah the anointing unto you is born this day the anointing has entered in 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 a level that the anointing has never been on this earth before yeah and 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 we're at a place where now Christ in us, the hope of glory, there, right? Christ dwells in us, that hope of glory. So like Serena even asked, like, how would you minister to people who are sad during the holidays because loved ones passed away? You know, like, recognize there's really only one thing that'll break off. Because recognize this, right? We, we're talking about a spirit of heaviness is what, what the Bible actually specifically says in Isaiah 61. Mm-hmm. So what is heaviness? What is depression? It's a spirit. Yeah. Right? Uh, the Bible talks about how perfect love casts out fear. Like, yeah. uh, like it's, fear is not just like an idea. It's like because the Bible also talks about a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. What is fear? The spirit, right? Mm-hmm. These are these are demonic things, right? Yeah. So when I'm yielding to those thoughts, I'm not just yielding to a thought. I'm yielding to a, a spirit, spirit, right? I'm yielding to the spirit that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, make my Christmas miserable, make me miserable. Mm-hmm. Make me, you know, like in a place where, where I'm isolating myself, where I'm keeping myself away from the people that will help me and o- help me overcome. But there's only, so logic is not going to break, break that spirit, right? Because the, the, really, the devil is a very good logistician, right? He's very good at logicking things out because uh, 
because he doesn't want us to operate by faith and in the, the spirit. Thing he right? has My, is deception. Yeah, that's yeah. what he has. And, and so many people are deceived in this world because he's caused them through logic to, to kind of logic their way out of faith, right? Yep. That's what he did at the garden. That's what kind of started the whole mess, right? <clears throat> like as he tried to use logic to get Eve to kind of get confused about what God said so that she can't walk in the fullness that God has for him. So you're not going to help break someone free through logic. Right. Well, why are you so sad? You shouldn't be sad. Like, let me, let me logically explain to you why you shouldn't be sad. Look, there's so, you're, you know, like, you, you can't do that. There's yeah. only one thing that'll break that, and it's the anointing. Yeah. Right? And so, and so the angels recognize this when they said, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Yeah. Right? Uh, I bring you good news of great joy. For all people, for unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ. The anointing has now entered in. The, and what Jesus said when he quoted Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord has, is upon me. He has anointed me to break off that depression, to, to loose the bound, to bring liberty to the captives, to, to bring good news to the poor, to, to cause them to overcome these things. What is the, the powering force to overcome those things, to overcome the, the blues, you know, what's the powering force that'll help Cindy Lou Who get out of that funk, that'll help Elvis get out of the blue Christmas, because it's not, we don't have a blue Christmas, you know, or, or we don't have a unblue Christmas, what's the opposite of a blue Christmas, a white Christmas, I guess, like a happy Christmas, whatever, like, the only thing that'll help you get out of that is the anointing, right, yeah. it's not, oh, when my family's around me, it's not when I have the gifts that I want, it's not any of those things, it's the anointing yeah. that breaks off the yoke, breaks off those chains. So that the anointing, what we're celebrating when we celebrate Christmas is we're celebrating Christ coming to this yeah. earth, right? The anointing coming to this earth, and now and now we're in a in a in a place where that anointing is now in us. Yeah. So when 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 we're around people who who have been yielding to that spirit, just let the anointing do what the anointing does. Mm-hmm. Just yield to the anointing. The anointing will produce things out of you that'll cause people to ask questions, yeah. that'll cause people to, to just be like, why, why do I just feel so peaceful whenever yeah. you're around, right? Or, or they'll come over to your house and they'll be like, there's just so much peace in this house, right? Yeah. You know, like, that, just let the anointing do what the anointing does because it's not me, you know, it's not me, buddy, that, that can really change anything for people. It's the anointing yeah. that'll break those things off. And so this Christmas season... Let's choose to carry Christ, to carry that anointing wherever we go. You know, and that anointing will start breaking things up because it's only Jesus that can do it anyway, right? Yeah. It's only Jesus that can bring people hope. It's only Je- Jesus that can bring people joy. So let me just carry Jesus. And when I say I carry Jesus, I just mean I carry that anointing with me, right? I need to be in fellowship with him because that's why he came anyway, so I can have fellowship with him. And it's in fellowship with him, that anointing can break things off of people. Yeah. And that anointing will break things off of you today that, that God had no desire for you to carry. That anointing will break that today. And, well, and, and put, this, put this in the comments right now. Yeah. There is never a justifiable reason to be without hope. Mm-hmm. There is never a justifiable reason to be without hope. Yeah. You know, in the example Serena put in, like, how would you minister to somebody who's lost a loved one over the holiday? Yeah. Immediately what pops up to me is Dr. Rodney. Dr. Rodney's daughter died over Christmas years ago. Yeah. His daughter, whom he loved, who he very much wanted to live, she passed away. 
to the world, that would be a justifiable moment to yield to the spirit of fear, to yield to the spirit of mourning. Because Mm -hmm. here's the thing, there's a moment to be sad with what's happened. But in that moment, you're never to lose your hope over the situation. Because if I'm more focused on my loss Mm -hmm. instead of their gain and what God wants me to do on the earth, I'm missing it. So the word says there's a time to mourn, sure. But there's also also a time to rejoice. And so yielding to that spirit of mourning, it's demonic. It's something that'll keep you in that bondage and be without hope. So what did he do? When the world said, sure, mourn, sure, give up, sure, be without hope. He pressed into God and said, Lord, I will give you millions of souls. The enemy stole my daughter. I am going to steal from him. I'm going to kill the kingdom of darkness on this earth. And he went to work. He put on hope like he'd never put on hope before. And he, he just gave his life to the Lord. And millions of people have come to Jesus through him. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you go and you tell your loved one who just had someone pass away, like, okay, get over it unless you're led. But here's what I am saying. Be the hope yourself. What does the word say? It's the kindness of God that leads men to repentance. That kind, confident, expectant, joy-filled hope that's on the inside of you, it'll get onto them. I've watched it in myself on the days where I've come in and I've been around people who have had like that just crummy day around them and I've kept hope on myself. It's transferred because what is the anointing? Transferable. It's a transferable anointing. The word says I'm to be ready to give an account for the hope that's within us. So hear this. It's not just for you to make sure that you're maintaining hope. It's for those around you because the word world needs the hope that's in you. The world needs believers to wake up to the hope that was birthed for us. We need to wake up because there's a world that has no idea. What are we doing today? Right now, Buddy and I are waking up to a hope and in the name of Jesus, transferring that spirit of hope so that way it's yours as well. It's not us. It's him, him flowing through and getting yeah. on to you and getting on to your friends and getting yeah. on to whomever is around you. The hope yeah. is transferable. Yeah. So if something's trying to come against it, you put it on. Yeah. You make sure that you're carrying it. And if we as a body will stay in that hope and mm-hmm. stay in that joy yeah. and stay in that confident expectation, yeah. the world will have no answer for it. Because yeah. what is it? Light. Light is in the life of the world. Life is in the light. So if we turn on, darkness has to flee. Hear that? It has to. This word is filled with absolutes of the kingdom, and that's one of them. If you switch on and the light of God switches on inside of you and you don't let it get flipped off, then there is no darkness in this world that can answer to you. It has to bow because you're carrying something greater. So keep that hope on for yourself, for your family, for the people you meet in Walmart. Keep your smile going, talk to people. Don't be so introverted and antisocial that you're solely focused on your four no more and you get into a store and you ignore everyone around you when there's people around you that need to hear that, you know what, you can have a good day too. 
I have a reason to be celebrating today. Talk to them. Let the hope that's in you transfer to them because they need it. You are an answer. Put that in the comments. I am someone's answer to hope. You are someone's answer to hope. You are someone's answer. Yeah. Well, look, see, Rick, Rick, what, 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 <laughs> you started Porky the pig right there. And <laughs> you're going to give me, that's all folks. No. Um, what did the good news produce out of the shepherds? Yeah. Right? Like what, what was their response to it? This hope, we got to carry it wherever yeah. we go. Right. See, look at this. When the angels had gone away uh, from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then, and let's see this thing that had happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry, found uh, their way to Mary and Joseph, and the baby lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about uh, this child. And all who heard it, so it wasn't just Mary and Joseph, they were like, hey, we'll keep this a secret, but this is what the angels, no, all who heard it wondered at the things that were told them by the shepherds. And Mary treasured these things in their heart, uh, treasured all these things, pondering them in their heart. Mm-hmm. And the shepherds went back, glorifying, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard, heard and seen, just as it had been told them. So they're like telling, they're propagating the gospel now. Yeah. They're, they're sharing this. Hey, hope came. Yeah. Christ came. He's here now. Yeah. Like we've seen him with our very own eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, like people probably thought that they were a little crazy. Yeah, we were out in the field and all of a sudden a bright light, you know, came. They're like, you know, people probably thinking like, were there crop circles, you know, afterwards? Like, are you sure you're, you, were you eating something? Were you, were you smoking? Whatever. But, you know, but, but they saw it with their own eyes and they're yeah. spreading this gospel. They're sharing with, with the people that they see. You know, like, and, and they, they, they received that hope themselves. Yeah. And then they began to transfer that hope wherever they went. They began to transfer that hope. Uh, and, and that's all boiled into, man, when I receive this good news, when I truly receive it and make it my own, like, it's not just good news. It is good news for all people. But put this in the comments. It's good news for me. Yeah. This is good news for me. It's personal for me. Make it personal for you. Jesus Christ, you know, he took off his royal garments, entered into this world, was born in the most humble of places. He rose up, you know, he bore sickness and disease by his, by the stripes, by the crown that was put on his head, the crown of thorns. He bore your toil and your, your, the hardship. He, uh, on that cross, he bore the penalty for all your sin and yeah. all your guilt and he made you right with God. He made you, by the blood that was shed, he made you right with God so that you can have fellowship with him, so that you can have provision for all that you need, so that you can mm-hmm. have wholeness in your physical bodies. This is good news, not just for the other people who have great testimonies that you've heard. These, right. This is good news for you. And you can, when you, when you make that personal to you, it can only do one thing, and it's produce great joy and produce peace and produce hope yeah. again. And we're going to pray, we're going to pray for you that the anointing that Christ who came to this earth will break off the bondages that the devil was trying to put on you, on your mind, on your body. We're going to be believing that the anointing is going to break that yoke off of your body. And this is hope for you today. Just, Just put it in the comments. This is good news for me and I receive it. And when you receive it, it has one thing to produce in you and it's joy 
and salvation for everything that you need. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, let's, let's pray now. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that just as Jesus said, and we declared this and we proclaim this over the people, that today this scripture is fulfilled in our hearing, yeah. that the anointing is breaking off bondages. Father, according to Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon him, and it's upon us now. To, and that it, for you have anointed us to proclaim good news to the poor. So, Father, right now, any, any poverty and any lack, we proclaim good news that that poverty is bound up and yeah. broken now in Jesus' name. We proclaim good news to the poor. Freedom for, for the captives. Father, anyone who has been held captive by depression, who has been held captive by debts, who have been held captive by anxiety, who have been held captive by the world or by certain uh, people. God, right now, we just declare freedom for them today. In Jesus' name, by that anointing. Recovery of sight for the blind. Father, right now, anyone who has been spiritually blind or physically blind, we declare recovery of sight be now in Jesus' name. Father, give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. God, let the eyes of their understanding become enlightened by your anointing. And freedom for the captives. Yeah. God, uh, God, I thank you, Lord, that, that you are bestowing upon them a crown of beauty for ashes, God, where they have just felt worthless, where they have felt like they were nothing, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare beauty. God, let them put, let them put off that feeling that I am nothing, that I am just worthless and I, I have no hope. God, let them recognize I am, I am the apple of God's eye. God, let them put on that crown of beauty today in Jesus' name. Let them put on the identity that I am the righteousness of God by the anointing. We come against any demonic lie that has tried to convince people that they are nothing. That, that in this season, no one cares about them. No, no, we break that lie off now in the name of Jesus. And we declare by the anointing, yeah. hope be, be, a crown of beauty be bestowed upon them now in Jesus' name. And we declare by the anointing, joy come back into their lives. That they don't have to listen to all the depressing Christmas songs, yeah. but they can put on joy and hope that joy comes to the world because the Lord has come. And so, Father, right now we declare joy to be. We declare uh, depression to be broken off now in Jesus' name. And we declare uh, peace to be in their lives now. Where there had been anxiety, we break off that anxiety and we receive peace be now. Not by our might, not by our power, but by the anointed Spirit of God. And Father, right now, we just declare angels do what you came and what you got so excited to do. You, are, you ministers of salvation, angels, go out and minister that salvation to people's minds, to people's bo physical bodies, bring supernatural healing to their physical bodies by that anointing. Father, and we thank you, Lord, that it is finished and it is broken and it is done. And put this in the comments, say, Lord, I receive all that Jesus came to provide for me today. And I receive that joy. Oh, we receive that joy again. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. We receive that joy today. Good news that produces great joy for all the people, and that includes us. It's good news for us, so we receive that good news. And we receive it with joy. In Jesus' name. In and Jesus Lord, name. in the name, I ask that yes. you 
open doors and create opportunities yeah. for every person under the sound of my voice right yeah. now to share that good news yeah. with people around them. Yeah. The same way you opened up that yeah. opportunity for me yesterday, yeah. the same way you opened up the opportunity for Marky today, yeah. let doors be opened and opportunities yeah. present themselves to share with someone the good news yeah. of Jesus. If ever there's a time when yeah. people are primed to hear something good, yeah. it's this month. Yeah. So Lord, I ask that you give us a supernatural fervor for sharing the good news of God, just as Joni actually prayed out a few days ago. Let this be a great month of souls coming into the kingdom in Jesus' name through the partners of this ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Do you receive that good news today? Do you receive it with joy? Ha ha. I receive this good news, and it produces in me joy. Put, put in the comments one more time. It's good news for me. Yeah. And it produces joy, great joy, not just joy, great joy in me, and it's for me, right? Amen. Good news of great joy for all the people. What's that good news? That unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Uh, there's a salvation provided for you through the anointed one. Amen. Christ the Lord. Amen. And, and the angels burst out in the glorious song. On, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, peace and goodwill toward men with whom he's pleased. Why, why, can the Bible say, why can they say that he's pleased with us? Because he doesn't look at us through the eyes of our past. He looks at us through the eyes of the Savior who was born for us. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And if you receive, receive that today and let it produce in you joy. Don't get familiar with the, with the gospel. Don't get familiar with the season. Receive that good news fresh today, and it'll produce joy in you. This Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for being on with us today. If you're led to sow into this word, into this ministry, we have made it super easy for you. Hear from God. Seek him right now and say, Lord, do you want me to sow into this word today? And here's what I'll also say. You know, just like we've been talking about how it's very easy in this season to get familiar with the gospel, it's also very easy in this season to get lax on generosity like get lax on offering because it's, well, I I just don't have it. Here's the thing. God wants you to have more than enough. I'm not saying that so that you'll give to us. That I could care less. Hear from God and be obedient. That's what we care about. But what I am saying is don't let a worldly logistical temptation to hold back your seed cause you to eat your seed. No, let your seed be led of God. And if he says so, then so and do it with that great joy, knowing the end from the beginning. Here's what the end from the beginning is. is If God tells you to sow, that means a harvest is coming. And it's not a one-for-one situation because God, nothing in the world works that way. If you plant a like a corn seed, you're going to get a whole stalk that has more corn on there with more seed inside of it. If you plant an apple seed, you're going to get a tree that produces not one apple, many apples. There's so much fruit inside. Yeah. So if the Lord's leading you to sow today, no, you're not just going to get, like if he's saying sow $100, you're not just going to get $100 back unless yeah. that's where your faith is. God says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to sow your seed. I want you to plant it. And when you plant it, God most high brings the increase. How do we know that's true? 
because God brought the increase to the world. His name was Jesus. Jesus, he didn't hold back him. How will he not then freely give you all things? This is a little thing in the kingdom. So today, don't let fear hold you back this month. Don't let logistics hold you back. Hear from God. Get his voice, get his word, and move on the word. And know that as you do so, a harvest belongs to you. So today, we're going to pray over the seed. We're going to declare it blessed. We're going to call it highly prosperous prosperous on the level from heaven. And we're going to expect to hear supernatural testimonies of that harvest in your life. So Lord, in the name, every person sowing today in the name of Jesus, let their seed be supernaturally blessed and blessed on the level of heaven. Your word says, whatever we loose on earth, you loose from your position in heaven. So God, we decree this Seed is blessed by God. We decree that it is prosperous in the name of Jesus. And we decree that there will be a quick manifestation of the harvest of blessing back in their life. Let it come to them. 30, 60, 100 fold. Let the seed be pressed down, shaken together and running over in Jesus name and we commit on our end to be faithful and good diligent stewards with the talents that are being sown in Lord we thank you for them blessed 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 in every way they can be and it can be in Jesus name